All right, Snack Attack crew, assemble. Feeling that mid-afternoon slump? Need a protein boost that doesn't involve boring protein bars? Well, let me introduce y'all to my new favorite obsession, wonderful pistachios. Y'all, these little green guys aren't just your average nut. They're protein powerhouses, packing a whopping six grams per ounce. That's over 10% of your daily value. And here's a confession. I used to be a cracker. You know, the kind of girl who enjoys the satisfying pop of opening each one. But let's be honest, sometimes convenience is king. And that's where their no-shell options comes in perfect for on-the-go snacking. Plus, they come in flavors like chili roasted and sea salt and vinegar. So there's something for everyone, even the picky gals. But here's the kicker. Wonderful pistachios are a complete protein, meaning they have all nine essential amino acids your body needs. So next time you're feeling sluggish, ditch the sugary treats and grab a handful of these green gems. I promise y'all they will keep you fueled and feeling your best, whether you're conquering carpool duties or crushing deadlines. And seriously, these are my go-to snack. I keep a bag in my purse. I keep one at the office. I even stash a few on the side of my bed for those late night cravings. This year, I want you to treat yourself to something delicious and good for you. So head over to wonderfulpistachios.com and explore their amazing flavors and sizes. Trust me, your taste buds and your body will thank you. Ladies, let's talk real talk here. You probably have days when the PMS has you feeling like you could eat anything in sight. My goodness, the cravings and the general discomfort. Well, say goodbye to those days with Hormone Harmony from Happy Mammoth. Let's dive into why Hormone Harmony is not just another supplement, but a true game changer. First off, it's not just a trend. It's a phenomenon. Social media is buzzing with women singing praises about Hormone Harmony. In fact, a bottle flies off the shelves every 24 seconds. Can y'all believe that? Now let's talk about Happy Mammoth, the brilliant minds behind this wonderful product. They're all about making your life easier, and that means no compromises on quality. They've meticulously crafted Hormone Harmony using only science-backed ingredients proven to work wonders for women like us. But here's my favorite part. Hormone Harmony contains adaptogens, nature's little miracle workers. These herbal extracts help your body adapt to life stressors, especially those pesky hormonal changes that can throw us off balance. And here's the kicker. Hormone Harmony isn't just for menopause. It's your secret weapon against those hormonal imbalances that can wreak havoc on your life. From hot flashes and night sweats to racing thoughts and low moods, Hormone Harmony has got your back. And yes, it even tackles the occasional bloat and that not tonight boo feeling. <laughs> the real benefit here, the real win, feeling like yourself again. That's why countless women are raving about it in over 17,000 glowing reviews. We love a verified product, honey. Now here's your chance to experience the magic firsthand. For a limited time, you can get a fabulous 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code BRAVADO at checkout. So what are you waiting for, homegirl? Say hello to balanced hormones and goodbye to those days of feeling like a roller coaster. Your journey to hormone harmony starts now. Y'all should know by now that we love progression over here. Let's chat about what everyday progress truly means to us. Whether it's hitting those small milestones or treating ourselves to a little something something after a month of disciplined budgeting, progress is all about balance and staying motivated. And speaking of budgeting and reaching financial goals while still enjoying 
life's little pleasures, have you heard about Chime? Chime's checking account offers some amazing features that can help you along your financial journey. Let me tell you about one feature that really stands out to me. Chime's Spot Me. We've all been there, right? Dealing with overdraft fees can really throw a wrench in your financial plans. But with Chime, you can overdraft up to $200 with no fees. You heard me right. No fees. It's like having a safety net for those unexpected moments. Y'all, I had a friend who was always getting hit with hefty overdraft fees. It was a mess trying to sort it out. How do you really get ahead with that? But with Chime, you can avoid those headaches and get back on track with ease. Plus, Chime isn't just a bank. It's a community. With Boost, you can increase your spot me limit by receiving boosts from your friends. It's like having your financial back covered by your squad. So, if you're ready to take control of your finances and wave goodbye to those pesky monthly fees, open your Chime account today. Just head over to Chime.com slash bravado. That's Chime.com slash bravado. Chime feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bankcourt Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. Members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Boosts are available to eligible Chime members enrolled in SpotMe and are subject to monthly limits. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com disclosures for details. This is Germany. And this is Brittany. And this is the Blacker Bravado Podcast. A motivating and encouraging podcast where we focus on building community amongst colorful women alike. Join us weekly as we sit down and have candid conversations on various topics and issues surrounding self-care, self-love, mental health and wellness, spirituality, entrepreneurship, and much more. And trust, when we don't have the answers, we'll call on our expert homegirls who do. Our intention is to create a safe space for growth, inspiration, laughter, and love, free of judgment, in hopes that after you listen, you're a little more knowledgeable or at least a little more entertained than before. It's homegirl vibes here. Real, raw, and a little funny. A lot of fucking funny. So thanks for tuning in to the Black Girl Bravado Podcast. Let's start the show, cuties. Hey, y'all. Welcome back. Welcome back. Quarantine cuties. That'll work. (laughs) Welcome back, quarantine cuties. I was going to say elderberry drops or some shit. Quarantine. Quarantine cuties works. Elderberries. What's good, y'all? Um, yeah. Um, <clears throat> how's it going? Pretty slowly. Yes. It's, it's going. going slowly. The last is slow. Yeah. Y'all know we're usually everywhere on the weekends. And but we've been in the house. In the home. So, how was your weekend? <laughs> <laughs> uh, my weekend was cool. I, I, I kept it low key, um, been doing a little quarantine, quarantining, and that's really been it. I mean, it's been really, really low key. I don't know how, I'm sure y'all have as well. Yeah, we've really had no choice. I mean. Everything's been canceled. Everything's been canceled. Literally everything that I thought I was doing in March, the cancellation emails, text messages, and um, notifications were sent. Mm-hmm. So. I'm received. I had to sit down. Mm-hmm. I like mean, the rest of the world. Yeah, but it's been cool so far. I mean, I've only been here three days. I just got here. I just, yeah. <laughs> I just got here. I I'm pretty know. sure. 
Um, You're going to be going stir crazy. I'm going to go crazy. I can't. You guys, I don't know if y'all know this about me yet. Y'all probably do. But I don't like being in the house. I can do it for a little bit. But after so long, I got to do something. Mm -hmm. So I already said, you know, if we got to be in the house for hella long, I'm going to just paint and shit in the house. I'm going to paint my house, my apartment. And I don't know. Let the Lord take it from there. Yeah, it's on the altar at this point. It's on the altar. But um, last week we were talking about Corona and how the media was overhyping it. <laughs> Feels like it's but hyped we right. Had, but we had to eat our words. Yeah, it's hyped right. So what I've learned is that um, if you're in the United States, because, you know, we're, we're, nas- we're international. Everybody ain't in the United States that listen yeah. to this podcast. But if you're in the United States, what... Um, our government is trying to do here is prevent um, Corona, the spread, the spread of the coronavirus, COVID-19 and the impact that it can have on the nation like it's had on Italy and China. If we don't take the necessary precautions, which is social distancing, Mm -hmm. which is why everything has been canceled. Everything has been shut down to eliminate the um, potential of contagion, the spread. Yeah. So, we're abiding the grocery stores. You know what I want to say to people that have been hoarding? Y'all got to relax a little bit. You don't need six months worth of tissue and paper towel because there are people who only need a few rolls. I can't even get that because everybody's buying it up like we're going to be quarantined in our homes for a year. Right. That's not cool. Share. Sharing is caring. Just like we want y'all to share this podcast. Share, share the paper the towel paper. and the toilet paper tissue. Yeah. So... Anyway, yeah, that's what we've been doing. That's been the tea this week, to be honest. Quarantine yourselves. Be sick. You got it. <laughs> it's good now. Okay. Um, Sorry. Stay safe. Be well. Be well. Um, boost your immune systems. Yes. Do the best you can right now. Look out for each other. Be 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 kind when you're out in the street. Yes. Smile with people. On Saturday morning, I went grocery shopping, ran into traders. And although it was... um. Hectic in there. A lot of people. It was too. It was a lot of people, but the staff were pleasant. There was somebody walking down the aisle saying, everything is okay. Uh, we have enough of everything. Right. There's just no affirming. shortage of food. Yeah. She was just affirming the situation and trying to ease people's tension with this whole like fucking uh, scarcity mindset that we're just at the end. This is Armageddon. We don't have anything left. The last right. of the days, the apocalypse vibe. Um, but she was just like, you know, everything's good. We're, ha- we're glad you're here. Take your time. Things like that. So um, I was grateful out in the stores. And I was even telling them, like, thanks so much for being here, y'all, the people who are working. I'm like, yeah. I know it's a challenging yeah, time. Yeah. It's stressful. It's overwhelming. But you guys are doing a great job managing the store. I did appreciate that they had somebody um, at the door and they were only letting so many people in. I'm okay. Like, they, so they were managing. They were managing because, you know, at first I was having an attack. Exactly, yeah. I'm like, I got to get out of this store. It was too much, y'all. I went in the stores, too, and um, the lines were longer than normal, but it was still order maintained, and I appreciated that. Yes. Um, Yeah, we just have to do our part to help flatten the curve so that the whole world, the whole nation isn't forced to literally lock down, and we can't do anything. So just do your part so that we can flatten the curve and not become the next Italy Mm. or China. We got to do our part. How long have they been on lockdown so far? A Um, week, huh? They're still... I think they've, I think they're going on two weeks Oh, and they literally can't do anything. Like they're quarantine, quarantine. We think we quarantined. 
they're we quarant- ain't even been quarantined. That's the I thing. I know, like, but we're 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 doing the self quarantine. It's not mandated. They're mandated. Yeah. We're doing the self so that we can prevent the mandated. People were like, I've got everything that I need for the next six months. There was like a meme. They were like, I got toilet paper, I got food. They're like, but I'm still going to the market for Twix. Yes. <laughs> like that. And somebody else was like, I've ate all my quarantine snacks. And I gotta go day, back out. I'm like Right. Woo, child. So prayers for everybody who's affected. A lot of the schools have been closed down. A mm-hmm. lot of people rely on public education for meals for their children, for daycare or school care. I'm you glad know. to see that they're implementing some, some free meals resources. and also some, yeah, things to assist. And yeah. hopefully um, people that work in like service jobs and also other jobs are homegirls are not affected by this because people are getting laid off and we need all of our girlfriends to maintain their gigs. They're coined. Okay, Period. we're claiming that. So we're praying for y'all. Pray for us. I'm still waiting on my notice that I ain't got to come in. I'm like, send me my notice that I can work from home. Dad. I don't think it's coming. I work in the fucking yeah, hospital. You work in the hospital. We need you. You Thank you for your service. <sighs> thank you. Thank, thank you, you for your service. <laughs> Seriously. But um, yeah, so new week, new tea. There's none. Just be well. Yeah, that's really that's what we wanted. Tea. That's the tea. Coronavirus. Drink some tea. Yes, they were. But um, we don't want you to forget that you need to do your part by rating and reviewing. Corona don't stop that. That, No, she does not. We need you all to rate and review. Or else it's like a virus coming up and through this podcast. Yeah. It kills us. Yes. We need you to help keep us alive. Sustain. Be the ginger. Brittany, read the review. Okay. So (laughs) let's read our review of the week. Yeah. Um... Maybe um, some of our quarantine cuties were like, you know what? Since I'm up here and I don't watch all of my Netflix shows, I can come leave them a review. So this comes from Amaris. She says, this love is series is fire. At this point, ladies, my toolkit is overflowing. Come on. I have been going back and forth about some things for a while. And this series here is just confirming what I already knew in my gut to be true. I appreciate y'all so much for coming up here and pouring into us weekly. I love the coming up here. We coming up in here. Yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like we're real life homegirls, even though I never met y'all a day in my life. We are homegirls. I listen faithfully every week. Y'all don't come with any BS, and that makes me love this podcast even more. I wish I could tell you I'm a fellow soror, but I'm not. <laughs> well, thank y'all for being so dope. I loved that that when I read it. I'm like, that was hilarious. You know, they love it. You know, we're sororers. You're not a soror, but you're a homegirl. Yeah. And that's even better. That's equally important. Yes. It's so, equally good. You guys, um, Leave your rating and your review. Mm-hmm. Thank you. We appreciate it. Also, yes. we have Patreon. Are so, you shouting them out? Yes, I am. <laughs> we have Patreon. So Patreon is a platform where creatives are garnering support from their audience monetarily so that they can keep the podcast going. Yes. And in exchange for that, we provide you with bonus content. So again, if you don't have nothing to watch, there's a lot to watch over on Patreon. There's a lot to listen to over on Patreon that y'all ain't heard yet because it's exclusive content for the mommies that support. And we are going to be putting up the mid-month check-in um, in a couple of days. So if you're interested in what goes on in our life on the back end, then <laughs> back uh, end. just make sure you go over and join us over on Patreon. Yes. So we want to shout out our new patrons this week. We have Lisa. Hey, Lisa. What's good? And we have uh, Nikki Mouse. Hey, Nikki Mouse. Oh, oh, that's, that's cute. so cute. Like Mickey Mouse. Yeah. So cute. Nikki Mouse. Welcome to the gang. Yeah. So thank you, um, Nikki Mouse and Lisa. <clears throat> we appreciate you. And we also appre- all, appreciate all of the other patrons that. Show us support month after month. Yeah. So 
Last week's episode was 136. Again, we're continuing this loving series and it's lit. So the affirmation that we shared is I am worthy of being seen, being felt, and being heard by my partner. So in part six of the series, we called up our homegirl sexologist Shamira to help us break down intimacy and sex. We chatted about the differences between intimacy and sex, how to foster intimacy, and how you can have a great sex uh, sex life, sexual sex in a long time relationship. Uh, we also talked about the importance of intimacy uh, with yourself. Uh, Shamira broke down why it's difficult for women to orgasm, how we're fixing that. So if you've been having trouble or struggles or just want to be more enlightened in the area of intimacy, romantic relationships and sexual interactions, make sure you listen to episode 136. I'm ahead yes, of myself. 136. Um, Shamira dropped gems for show. She also shared a, a discount code if you're interested in any of her products or resources. It's in the show notes, Black Girl Bravado. Um, so yeah, check out episode 136. For to use for her book, use your mouth. Your mouth mm. with an F. So um, this week, you guys are loving this Love Is series, and so are we. We are. Love is all you need. Mm. And so we are continuing it because, again, we said we had a lot to talk about. We're wrapping it up, but we're still talking mm -hmm. about love. So this week, we called on um, two special guests to talk about interabled love. So mm -hmm. if you're unaware of what interabled love is, that is when one person is able-bodied and the other person is not. Differently abled. Differently abled. And yes. so, and they have a love relationship, mm -hmm. right? And so we've been talking about um, our relationships with these people that have been walking around messing with us. And now we're talking about a different type of relationship. Okay. Yeah. So we hope you all enjoy it. It was, it was a great conversation. It was. We know you're going to enjoy it and we know you're going to provide, and we know you're going to pull out a lot of valuable information from this. Make sure you share it. Share um, it. Yes. Send it to your homegirls, put it in your stories, follow us on Instagram. We want to hear um, feedback. How do you guys enjoy it? Are you a person who's in an interable relationship? I really want to hear that. I really want to hear that. If you're in an interable relationship, we want you to come on over to the Facebook group. Yes. The Black or Bravado Podcast Homegirl Hangout. And let's talk about it. Bring some awareness. Bring more awareness. We have nothing but time to talk. So sit tight, buckle up, and listen to this. Let's go. Hey, y'all. So today we have two special guests, Gabriel and Angel of Push to Love, which mm -hmm. is a podcast where they share about their interabled relationship. So if you don't know what an interabled relationship is, you're going to learn all about it today. Um, I really love their relationship and the way that they educate, educate us because honestly, I've never even really looked into it. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. before I um, stumbled upon their podcast, um, it wasn't something that I thought to like really look into. But after listening to their podcast and learning more about them, I was like, oh, this is a beautiful story. And I think that our listeners would find value in this, especially since we've been talking about love in so many different ways. I think that we thought that this was a beautiful um, story to show love, to showcase especially love. Especially with the whole love is blind um phenom going on if you guys haven't been watching that on netflix get into it but um just kind of taking that approach and wanting to hear about different aspects and different types of love yes yes different relationships different types of relationships yeah yes. so angel and gabriel welcome to the show hey thank you thank you thanks for having us hey guys thanks for having us Okay. So let our listeners know, how did you two meet? <laughs> Who has the better story, baby, me or you? 
I guess you, because like you, well, it depends who's listening. If you want right. a fairy tale, like the princess, oh. the prince story, listen to Angel. Okay, okay Angel. You want Let it rip, Angel. All right. So, <laughs> first of all, we met in Miami, Florida, and long story short, because I could give you a full hour topic on this, but um, <laughs> I met him pretty much on the street. Me and one of my closest friends were hanging out just downtown, not downtown, near Ocean Boulevard, and a guy was trying to get me and her to go into this club, and he was real creepy, and Gabriel and his friends had walked by, and so we kind of got their attention. Um, Gabriel was kind of standoffish, mind you, it was about four of them. He um, is in a wheelchair, and we ended up getting their attention, and we're talking, and they just leave. And I told my friend, I was like, we need to go find them. And she's looking at me like, why? And I'm like, yeah, we got to go find that boy in the wheelchair. Like, I think he's it. And she's just like, really? Because I'm not the type at all to go after a man. Like, I don't really pursue men. I'm not really the one that's to, to shoot my shot. But for whatever reason, like, I got to find him. Mm. So she's like, all right. So we find them at Wet Willies. And we walk right up to him. Um, and I pretty much, like, have a seat right next to him. And we just start talking. And... He found out I was already, he, I was a nurse at that point at Children's Hospital, and I worked on the spinal cord injury floor. So as me and him are discussing his injury, I'm like, I know all about that. You ain't got to explain nothing. And he's looking at me like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Alignment. So we just had a dope connection. It was a really dope connection. And it was more so, it wasn't even like a, it wasn't, it wasn't like forceful. It was just very just flowing and free and just like us really being authentic with ourselves. And by the end of the night, I um, we had stopped by CVS because I knew we was going to have a hangover. So me and my girl got some BC powder, the magic of BC powder. Right. And so we, he walked me as a gentleman, walked me back to my hotel lobby and was like, all right, you know, it was nice hanging out with you. I'm, a, I'm drunk. So not realizing what I was doing, I opened up one of the, you know, they come in little paper things. I opened yeah. one up and I tossed it in his mouth. I'm Ooh. like, here, you're going to feel better in the morning. And no. I... The aggression. Right. I would have been like, hold on. When I tell you, I am in Miami, Florida. I think this girl that gave me the strongest cocaine. Right. From the <laughs> deepest part of Colombia. Oh, my God. Yeah, so I poured it and I, I chucked some water down his throat. I'm like, you'll feel better in the morning. And he just looked at me. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I'd have been like, wait, hold up, girl. Get out of my mouth. Right. Like, right. And then somewhere in that phase of me talking to him saying goodnight, I actually told him he was my husband. Oh, okay. So, the prophesy. Yeah. Right. Call right, it what it is. Right. <laughs> wow. I, I really thought it was over at that point. Like, I really thought it was over. That would have been me. I would have um, been like, you doing too much. Yeah, you would have been like, I'm not feeling him. He told me he's my husband. He only met a few hours ago. This is too much for me. Brittany would have tapped out. Woo. But look at God. Right. Look at God. Right. See, woke up the next morning to a good morning, beautiful text message. So I knew I did something right. Okay. Okay. Talk that talk. Right. I'm here for it. And then the rest was history, right? Yeah, the rest was history. We were actually just talking about it a little bit earlier, how our intention, my intention, I literally knew, I don't know how, whether it was intended by God, I knew from the beginning he was my husband. So even if things popped up, like we didn't have sex while we were in Miami, even though intentions may have been different from one way or the other, I knew like, no, like we going to be good down the line. But um, yeah, it just, 
I just kind of knew. I don't know how I knew or because I was like, how'd you know? I don't know. It just, it, you just, it just felt right. What happened after y'all yeah. separated? Like, since y'all, y'all met in Miami, but like, are you guys from the same state or like, how did that work? <laughs> Go ahead, baby. You can say this part. <laughs> Let it rip. So, so no, like, so when we were leaving Miami, um, at that time I was just leaving the university of Arizona. I was playing wheelchair rugby out there. And I was just about to have surgery um, that was kind of going to sideline me for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was living in Arizona at the time. Uh, Angel is a Cali girl. So she was out in Cali. And like, and we just kept contact through like, uh, we would FaceTime, we would talk on the phone, we would text. Um, and it just kind of, it kind of grew from there. Okay. So Angel, my question is, when you um, saw him and you were like, this was my husband, did you have any second thoughts about it because he was in a wheelchair or that didn't even phase you at all? You were just like, he's my husband. That doesn't matter. Like, what right. were your feelings about that? So what's actually crazy is I'm petty in the sense of like, I'm tall. I'm 5'7". I don't like men who I can look dead in the eye. Mm-hmm. Like, you need to, I need to be able to, like, lift my chin when I'm trying to kiss you. You know, okay. like, that's always. <laughs> the lifting of chin. Okay. You know, like, I need to, I need that. I need to know if I'm putting heels on. I'm not telling, that's just me. Every woman's different. But for whatever reason, Gabriel being in the wheelchair did not phase me. Mm. And even in meeting him, I didn't know that he actually, yes, he's a quadriplegic, but I didn't know that he could actually stand up on his own. And so even we were at Wet Wilding, we're talking and I, you know, like he's sitting in his wheelchair, I'm sitting in like a high top chair, but it never once phased me like that. I'm actually like, when he's sitting in his chair, I'm way taller than him. Um, but he stood up and I was like, look at God. This right. is right. the moment. Little the package moment stood up. Exactly. Like, okay, got a little package here. <laughs> Yeah. So when he stood up, you probably were like, okay, God. Okay, God. When he stood up. Yes. Yes. And this is the first time you've dated somebody who's been differently abled, correct? Yes. Yes. This is the very first time. So, Gabriel, how was it for you navigating the dating scene before Angel came around? Uh, It was, I'm not going to say, okay, so I'm not going to say it was easy. What I will say is, like, I have sisters, so I always grew up around girls. So I always, you know, would have to be around them, learn how they talk, learn how they talk about guys. So me, my relationship with women have has never been forced. It has never really been difficult. Mm-hmm. It was always the macaroni. Uh, <laughs> not, not at all. It was just, it was just. I knew, like, if you know how to talk to women, you know how to get women. Like, because mm-hmm. really, all women want to do is talk. You know. And then they want somebody they can talk to differently than they talk to their girlfriends. Mm. Um, we so basic. So right. <laughs> it's, it's like I'm I'm that type of person. Like I I don't want to make things more difficult than they have to be. Yeah. So when I was in my engine, uh, in my accident, uh, I kind of like it affected me, but it didn't affect me in the way where I lost my confidence. Mm. It affected me in the way of it it made me become, I hate to put it like this, but more of an asshole. Like, oh, oh okay. people probably think like, oh, poor Gabriel, poor Gabriel. No, I'm going to show y'all. 
Yeah. Oh, I'm going to show y'all. Gotcha. Like, let a girl look at me like she about to do any type of thing. My feelings, my anything. I'm going to get her before she get me type. Um, the scorn. The scorn, yeah, Gabriel. It oh, it was that. So, yeah. like, it was very different um, from some people. So many people come to me, especially who are in wheelchairs, like, man, how did you just get back in? Like, mm. yeah, there were certain fears that I had, like certain insecurities that I had coming in it, um, back into it. But like, I'm the type of person where I'm going to just put myself out there. Yeah. Like, I don't really care what you think about me. Because at the end of the day, I can, I can block you in life. Oh, like, the Instagram shit, button, I can do that in life and you no longer exist. Okay, well, that's so, that on it. So you was just dipping on these hoes. You said, <laughs> fuck you, girl. If so, you ain't feeling me, then yeah. that's cool. Yeah, it was It was never It was never hard. The hard part for me was, like, learning how to get out of that. So to trust, to be faithful, yes. to, like, that is the harder thing that was for me. Uh, so, yeah, I kind of had a different route than everyone else. Not everyone else, a lot of people. An angel came in like an angel. Did she's like, I got you. The angel in the I, what is that? Uh, angel, angel in the sky. She was of mine. Two, oh, two angel angels songs. Of mine. Oh, two okay. angel songs. Gotcha. We got them both. So when and and this could be for both of you all to um, answer. When do you think it's appropriate to disclose a disability to somebody if you're dating, especially if you don't you don't have access to seeing them in person? Like it was a little different for you all, but do you have an idea or a take on that? Yeah, with online dating. With online dating, and yeah, getting to know people. That's that's actually a really that's a really really good question. Um, I haven't watched the show Love Is Blind. I was literally on Netflix yesterday. And I thought about watching it. Get into I it. Like, <laughs> I was just like, I don't really like reality TV. Like it's it's not for me. But it was actually the concept looks interesting, so I might <laughs> check it out. Um, but like I I have used uh like so back in that phase of just being reckless and different <laughs> like I used Tinder and stuff like that and I would tell hey, people Tinder. straight up like I would tell you beforehand like oh yeah I'll let you know hey I'm in a wheelchair because I would rather let you know before like I want to know if this is gonna bother you beforehand and like me like I know a lot of people who take pictures where it's not deceiving but just not the ambiguity yeah exactly um so they're just not disclosing everything um me like i've always put pictures of me in my chair you know like me and me standing up me sitting down me like i because it's me mm -hmm. like i can't i physically cannot change who i am right yeah. so either i'm going to just be disappointed and like just in myself or i'm gonna just block out the people who don't accept me for who i am so you think immediately kinda, tell them immediately yeah I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you immediately but in the terms of like do you have to i don't feel like you have to mm -hmm. um but i feel like it will save your feelings because there has been times where people were like oh you're using a wheelchair like uh and i'm like "Ooh, all right like eventually i built up a callus to it but it's like instead of putting yourself because it's, it's it's much easier to go through that pain on the other side of the phone in your house in your bed you know what i mean right yeah then going to a restaurant and then like just oof, and then yeah. you just, you, now you gotta deal with this now right like right. so and I, that's I probably awkward too like sooner. 
That happened exactly. to someone that I know. That happened to someone that I know. She was talking to this guy. It was an online thing, and they were talking for months. And the meetups were kind of getting put off. They were differently able. They were differently able. He was in a wheelchair um, from an accident that had occurred, and the meet the meetups were kind of getting put off. But she didn't think much of it, and so eventually they did meet up, and that was the first time she found out. But he was saying things like, um, you know, I can't wait to we go hiking. We um run through the sand together like just oh, things wow. that you would never even think <laughs> so um when they linked up she was shook not because necessarily they were differently able but because there's you no did running not disclose you, yeah. that information you at lied. all at all and she kind of felt not kind of she felt deceived she felt deceived right. and that really put a hindrance on the trust mm-hmm. on the trust yeah that that, that and, was, I, and, and i can respect both i can respect both sides of it um you know on one side you're like you know this is my like i want to i want you to get to know me Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. um and then the other side is you know and some people really genuinely look at like they were their wheelchair or their disability not being a part of them that's not who i am Mm -hmm. that's just what i what i deal with okay i I got exactly And I was actually going to touch on that because even with being with Gabriel, when people ask like, oh, like being in a wheelchair, did did it bother you that he's in a wheelchair? And it's like, I had to learn in just our very first conversation, his wheelchair is not who he is. It's just a part of his story. Mm -hmm. And when you are just very authentic with the person and just stay straight up like, yo, this is why, you know, whether it's online or whatever, if you explain like, this is a situation that happened to me, it's not necessarily who I am then it opens you up to just being more like, you know what, there is something more past the wheelchair that I can get to learn. And it gives just the other person the opportunity to choose. If you give them the opportunity to choose, a lot of times I feel like you get a better outcome. Yeah, I agree. Don't take my choice. Yeah, don't take people's choice. Don't take my choice away. Exactly. So, pardon me. I don't got the coronavirus, y'all. I'm just under (laughs) battling the, the old cold. The cough is the last to go. But... Um, when you guys first started dating, what aspects of a new relationship were different because you are in, an interabled couple? Like, is there anything that stood out for you? For me, I'm going to say the biggest thing was I actually have a smart mouth. It just, that's just, I have to, I know that even with any relationship that could get you in trouble. Mm-hmm. But more so, I think, though, I don't think. Fast enough, my mouth talks quicker than my mind thinks. And so, and with dealing with someone, being in an interrelated relationship, I had to learn how to slow down my mouth and really think through things. Because I would quickly say things like, can you just get that? Can you grab it? Not realizing if he could, he would have. And like me saying that was very insensitive to the fact that he physically cannot do a certain thing or whatever the case may be. And so I would be like, hey, can you grab that for me? Because I'm being too lazy to get up and he's looking at me like seriously for real you really just asked that and I'm like oh you know what I didn't mean that I'm sorry and then I'm backtracking so it took a whole lot of trial and error of me having to think before I speak Mm -hmm. that was probably one of my biggest um things that I had to really focus on because when you're in a you know two able-bodied relationships you telling somebody to go grab something it's it don't mean nothing you know it's like whatever just go grab it um, so that for me, that was a big change that I had to work through. 
So, um, what about you, Gabriel? Uh, it was when I came into it with Angel, it was different. I had already had, you know, a few inner able relationships mm. before her. So, you know, I had played the game of trial and error. How am I going to handle certain situations? Um, so, I mean, funny enough, like, even though I was still pretty young, uh, I like to say it all the time, younger than Angel, because she a cougar. Uh, I just uh, had to do that. Cause, you're you know. so rude. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, but no, so uh, it was, I had already, you know, matured in my ability, and I had also matured as a person. So at that point, like, or I was maturing as a person, and, um, you know, I was then able to be like, this is, this is what I do, this is what I don't do, like, less and then it was just kind of a good flow so communication that yeah. seems to be very important communication is key got it so i was watching um as we were preparing to interview you two i was watching um this episode <laughs> of dr phil and this episode was um about interable interabled couples and um some of the couples were experiencing issues and so he said to one of the couples that you can be his lover or you to one of the women in the relationship, she said, you can be his lover or you can be his caregiver, but you can't be both. It won't work a hundred times, a hundred out of a hundred times. It won't work. And a lot of people got upset because of that. And I wanted to know what are, what are your thoughts on this? So I have like a really, Actually, I have a different take than a lot of people who are in my situation. Um, but it's only a different take if you take a sound bite and you use that. But if you, like, I believe it's true. Mm. In the context of you can only be his lover, you can only be his caregiver if you do not have great communication, right? So me and Angel had a lot of problems. Um, and I think we've, we've been open about this. We actually... Uh, have an episode about it coming out where we're like this is this was really tough mm -hmm. this is like this, okay like crossing these lines you know how are you going to play the line me I'm a really good compartmentalizer mm -hmm. so I put something in a box okay I put, I'll take it out of that box and I'll play with it for a while I'll close this other box I can do that angel everything blends together mm -hmm. um so we were struggling in our, in our relationship and it came to the point where we had to break up uh, for a while. But mm -hmm. then, you know, once we kind of decided, man, we, we, this is not what we want. We want to work it out. We went to therapy, but we started to learn corrective communication, like effective communication. Mm -hmm. And once we got effective communication down, it, it's crazy to say it, but like a lot of those problems dissipated almost instantaneously because it wasn't like the relationship was a problem. It was not toxic. It was our communication skills were toxic. Mm. Okay. You just therapied us. Yeah. You just gave us a session. You just gave us a session. It was the communication <laughs> style. So Angel, with you being a nurse, um, how do you, how do you feel about the statement? Like being a caregiver or being a lover, or being a lover. But not both. But not both. I personally 
was completely opposite of Gabriel. I thought that Dr. Phil was absolutely wrong for saying it. Mm-hmm. Um, just from the standpoint of number one, you ain't never been in a relationship like this to say what works and what doesn't work. Like, mm-hmm. who are you to state that? Um, but at the same time, I did agree with Gabriel. And like, if you don't have the proper communication skills to get through this, then yeah, no, you aren't going to work. But I wouldn't sit there and make it a hundred out of a hundred. I think that if you're willing to put in the work and willing to fight for what you want, that a hundred percent out of a hundred percent, you gonna end up getting what you want out of it. Mm-hmm. It just has to be something that both parties are willing to work towards. If it's just one person fighting another person, like, you know what, I'm good. It's just, it isn't going to work. Mm-hmm. As far as being a caregiver and being a lover, me and Gabriel, like he said, we had our struggles and for me, it wasn't even the fact that I couldn't do both. It was more so the fact that my feelings were hurt when I'm being treated like a caregiver when I'm your girlfriend. Like, don't just mm. talk to me any kind of way. Yeah. Mm. You know, like, don't go tell, like, don't boss me around. I'm the person, when you tell me what to do, like, and how to do it, I completely go the opposite way. Like, don't do that. Right. I don't mind doing things for you, but don't micromanage the way that I act. Respect. Has to be at the yeah. forefront. Has to be yeah, some respect. and he wasn't saying things. Yeah, and it wasn't like he was being disrespectful. It's just I just as a, the person that I am, I don't. She genuinely just don't like do. to work for other people. That's that's what yeah. I, I she, she like you, my boss, but you're not my boss. Right. Like you're not about to come here and tell me what to do. But wait, that's what my that's literally what my job title is. Well, right. You're not about to do your job, bitch. You know that's how she is. Yeah, yeah, and we will go back and forth about that. Um, but as far as other people who are in our situations, I really do believe that it can work and it will work as long as you guys are both willing to put in the work. And that's the hardest part is because when you realize that all a relationship is, is work, then you, once you get past that phase, you realize it's always going to be some constant going on. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you have fun in between, you have fun, you have laughs, you have giggles, you get to go on dates. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you still putting in the work to be there. Period. Right. So how, so if you can do both and it can work, what's the balance between being a partner and a caregiver? Do you recommend that? Um, I don't, I don't know if this is you guys' story, but is there like, do you think, okay, there should be part-time caregiver where I don't have to do anything. So I don't experience caregiver burnout. Do you think right. that there should be an aspect of respite involved? You know, like, what does that look like? Yeah. So for us, we, recently just came up with another plan that kind of works because my job as a nurse, I'm technically a caregiver on the clock when I'm at work. Mm -hmm. And so the biggest thing that I had to learn was that I can't continuously give to all these people if I'm not giving it myself. And self-care was the biggest thing for me and I wasn't doing it. So I was across the board being a horrible caregiver nurse to everybody, Mm -hmm. even though like my intentions were pure and they, you know, like I'm not a bad nurse or a bad caregiver, but I was just running off of the empty tank. Mm -hmm. And so I had to learn when to say no to everything. So I shut everything down and be like, all right, today it's, it's about me. I'm not going to do nothing for nobody. I'm going to like, baby, if you, if you need me, I got you. But like, if you really don't. And he, of course, would in turn have other caregivers who would care for him, um, whether whatever hours I decide not to work. And so I agree. It should never be on just one person because you're going to experience burnout really quickly. Yeah. And that's what you try to avoid. So whether it be respite care, whether it be 
that your spouse hires caregivers and you only work eight hours a day, Mm -hmm. whether it be, you know, it's every formula is different for each person, but I don't think that it should always be on just one person. Cause then you experience that burnout and then you wondering, is this relationship really even worth it? Now you're not happy when really it's not the relationship. It's the fact that you have just put too much on yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Cue Beyonce resentment. I love that. At that point, then I'm pissed off. Not the resentment. Yeah, that is. Because it's like, if I'm doing all of this work, there's no balance. And I'm like, hey, nigga, I might as well just be a caregiver and not your woman. If I'm, you know, that's what it feels like. I don't know what it feels like, y'all. I ain't been in this. Exactly. But I could imagine that's how I would feel. Exactly. Yeah. You're just like, I can't do it. And it's not that you can't. It's just that you haven't prioritized your time. Mm Mm-hmm. It's on you. Putting it back on you. You're the owner. (laughs) You've got to figure it out. Okay, so with the amount of physical care that you give to your partner, what effect, if any, does this have on intimacy? And neither of you can answer that. Yeah. <laughs> Both of you uh, can answer yeah. that. <laughs> I think, so Angel gets turned on by taking care of me. Okay, oh, yeah. little freaky, oh, freaky. Yes. It's a thing. Freaky yes. deep. Yes. Put the nurse outfit on, girl, and come on in here. Yeah, she Work do. it. She like so she'll like get up in the morning, and <laughs> most of the time I wake up. Like the days that she doesn't work, I wake up before her, and I'm working. Um, because my company that I own is on a different time zone, so I'm up working. Um, you know, earlier, and. I may get up, I may make me something to eat, I may do X, Y, and Z. And then she'll, like, hear me doing stuff, and she'll get up, and she'll get frustrated with me. Mm. Like, why are you doing that? Dang, I'm like, what What do you mean? And she like, I wanted to do that. Like, I wanted to get sexy and cook you breakfast. Okay. Oh, yes, <laughs> Angel, I'm taking off. tips. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Angel's like, on I, another I literally level. will have to stop and get out the kitchen, and she'll do it. Okay. Um, You're a real so, woman. Like, Angel, who yeah. raised you? She raised you right. <laughs> yeah. I'm over here blushing. This is hilarious. Yeah. Wow. So, not, so I think that really affects our intimacy. Like it, it in our case, it, yeah. it enhances it. it turned into a sex chronicle. Zane sex right. chronicle. You gotta have fun with it. I feel like you, it's almost not like a porno, but it's like, like being married, you like you can do whatever at this point. So I'm like, let me make this fun. If I gotta clean the kitchen, I might as well do it sexy. Like I might as well, you know, turn like that's just how I am. I just feel like you always should have time. You should always make time to have fun. Yeah, you can be serious every other time. Have fun when you can. So taking care of him is fun. It's like the whole cater to you by Destiny Child. Okay, <laughs> wow. Okay, we gotta step up. I gotta our... do some reframing because step... I'd be like, I'm cleaning these dishes. Right. <laughs> sitting over here, get your ass up and help me clean these dishes. <laughs> okay. I, yeah, yeah. We have to But now have... but now I'm gonna do something I different. different. Yeah, okay. Stepping the pussy game up in twenty twenty. I see what's going on. I see. I see. I need an outfit. You be yeah. in an outfit, girl. Exactly. You need an outfit. Just get one for every day <laughs> and then just surprise that man. I'm just saying, you end up enjoying cleaning. You just knocking two tasks out at once. You're like, let me please my man, and I'm getting the living room clean. Like, how can I not? I'm dusting, and I'm dusting the pussy. Oh, Gabriel probably be sitting there watching you dust. Like, oh, okay, she got her little fit on. It's about to be cracking. I'll just have key. Oh, man, that's going to get me pregnant. I'll be in my sweats. Man. (laughs) She said, that's going to get me pregnant. It is. (laughs) 
My God. Okay, so we we don't have any effects on intimacy here. Yeah. We're good. Do you think that Angel, um, since, and you too, Gabriel, like, since you guys connect on a different level with providing so much care that there's different intimacy than there has been in a a both able-bodied relationship? Like a different level? Cracking? So, below? So, for me, it was it's different than some people's perspective. When I got injured, I was 18 years old. Mm. 18-year-old Gabriel didn't know nothing about intimacy. Right. 18-year-old was getting kidnapped by people and was like, hey, I want some. Drop the D off. Where, um, but Gabriel, where, 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 now where are these women who are just going above and beyond for you? <laughs> I have your wife on the line. I have these 18-year-olds so, kidnapping you to, to put the pussy on you. What's popping? Oh, it's real life. So, wow. like, Gabe, young Gabriel didn't know about, and I mean, to an extent, of course, the you know, kidnapped. but like, it was my sex life back then was much different than my sex life now. Like, foreplay was much, the foreplay was, hey, you trying to, you want to go to, you want to go to the movies? That's foreplay. Okay. Now, foreplay is, hey, baby, I paid these bills. <laughs> right. <laughs> Please. Hey. Hey, I just I just got a new contract tonight. That, I need a nigga to bring some deal. foreplay into my life. The real foreplay. They just bring in play in right. my life. <laughs> just playing. What so, bills have been paid? What contracts have been closed? Yes. So yeah. So it was different. It's it's different. My perspective is different. I was I was much younger and I was uh I was I was the sex was different back then. Got it. I'm interested to hear Angel's perspective though on that one. Yeah. About the intimacy? Like, do you yeah. feel like you, you I... have a different level of intimacy with Gabriel than you've had with able-bodied relationships? Yes, actually. And it's because with being in an interable relationship, you have to learn. Yes, our sex is amazing. Like, like he said, like we turn each other on in so many amazing ways. But I learned outside of just the physical aspect of it. Um, there's times in inner able body relationships that your spouse gets sick and being with someone who is, whether a quad, a para, whatever the case may be, any kind of spinal cord injury, you deal with them not feeling well. Mm-hmm. And so I could be in the mood, but if he's struggling with whatever he's struggling with and he's not feeling well or he's spasming or he has like UTI, um, there's ways that I have to learn to still reach that level of intimacy without it physically being sex and so with us we just have to really learn each other's love languages and understand like Gabriel's an after service kind of man my so, kind of guy same. my kind of guy <laughs> Do Gabriel something. talking that talk Do something. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah so I have to learn and like that's not my love language at all I'm a physical touch of words of affirmation kind of girl and freaky deaky so, let me know what's popping <laughs> Right. So you. for me, after service, I'm like, no, thank you. Why? <laughs> and so I had to literally, <laughs> I had to literally like learn. I read the book, of course, and then I had to learn um, how to read to, to to pretty much do his love language. And at that point, I was able to say, okay, this is how he likes things to be done, and I could do this without actually physically being on him, where I know he's already exhausted, but I'm still filling his love tank. Mm. And I have never done that before with anybody else. Anybody else is like, okay, intimacy is sex, and we just got to do it, and then you get off my face. Right. And 
for with him is like, no, I want to love deeper than that. I want to be able to say we cannot have sex for three months, although that'll never happen, but we could not have sex for three months. And I know that we're both still being filled. Love that. Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful. So what are a few unexpected ways that you've had to rely on each other? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I've actually, well, you know, I feel like every little black girl, their mama raised them to be that independent black woman, don't ever need no man. Like, you got you. That's our storyline. Yeah. Our tagline yeah. is independent black woman, you don't need no man to need you. That's <laughs> yeah. our tagline. And so I was raised that way. So, like, before I met Gabriel, I actually, I was living in, like, Pasadena in a cute little condo, had a nice little job, okay. um, paid well, and then... I pretty much flipped the script for me and I went back to school. I moved to Arizona. I became Gabriel's caregiver. And I noticed at that point it was really like me depending. I wasn't, I was depending on him, but at the same time I was still trying to do my part. Like Andrew, you can't just be like, get taking this man, you know, right. money from this man. And, you know, so um, I had never had to physically depend on any man besides my daddy in my life. And mm-hmm. so that was the first time I was vulnerable enough to saying, okay, I, I'm gonna let you help me. Like, I'm gonna, like, I've never done this before. I don't like having to, you know, having, to, it didn't feel good at first, but even now I still have struggles with, we were just talking about the day. He's like, yo, if you need me, I got you. And I'm just like, yeah, but it's hard to ask for, you know, like, right. like hey, I need you to get this for me when I wasn't raised that way. I was raised that I always got my own. Like, I got me. Right. We struggle. Um, so we it's struggle. like I'm literally untraining myself. Mm. to be vulnerable to a man who I marry, but of course before the marriage, um, training yourself to be vulnerable to someone, that's hard. That's a lot of trust. That's a lot of, that's a lot of everything, especially when you've been raised up one way. So yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> girl. That's my struggle, and I ain't even got no husband. It's a fight. I'd be like, I don't rely on this nigga. I can't trust you, <laughs> nigga. <laughs> then, then I'm like, okay, girl, you need to learn how to lean, lean on. But then I'd be like, you need to provide. The whole time, I'm not even falling back. Right. <laughs> and that's the big thing. How can you? How do you expect these men to provide for you when you playing play such pushback with them? It's like at the end of the day. Then that's when they be like, providers if we acting like we don't need them. That's what they be saying. They be like, well, shit, I don't, you don't need me. Some of them be capped though. Right. You don't need, you don't need me and you ain't got it. Yeah. (laughs) You ain't got it and I can't get it. That's really what it is. Okay. What's good, Gabriel? How have you had to rely on them? Um, So I think for me, it was coming out of my phase of. I ain't trusting nobody. Like to me, if you in my inner circle, you you in my circle, you good. You ain't you ain't never gonna like you you ain't never gonna not have me there, right? You ain't never gonna you call me any type of favor I'm there. But like there like like Drake said, ain't no new friends though. Okay. There are no new friends. So <laughs> after a certain year in my life, if you weren't already in that inner circle, you are not being added. We are only subtracting people now. Um, and I kind of had to get over that in the sense of starting to let people in and, you know, trusting and being open and being vulnerable. Um, so that was, that was kind of where I had to, to grow with Angel and I'm still doing that. Mm-hmm. And she still be checking me sometimes like, what's wrong? And mm-hmm. I'd be like, nothing. She'd be like, this is what, this is what we're going to do. So sometimes I still have to, to, to grow in that area, but that's, that's where that was the toughest place for me. Are you an Aries, Gabriel? 
Oh, Ooh, <laughs> nigga. I, nigga, I don't know your birthday and I pinned that. Wow. wow. I knew you were an Aries. I feel like Ooh, a fucking, Now you're an astrologer. I, I feel like one. I feel like a medium right now. Wow. I'm a light worker. That's because you'll be on that pattern and co-star. I'm a light worker. I'm a light worker, Brittany. Shut the hell up. Wow. I knew it, nigga. I knew it. Wow. Wow. God bless you, Angel. God bless you. Those Aries men hit different. I'm not gonna lie, my daddy was an Aries man. Ooh, they hitting different. Yeah, they different. They hit different. It's all that I grew up around, and my all my best friends are Aries, so it's all. Aries are the best though. This is the thing when you get a good Aries, or if an Aries is down for you, that's like that's all you really need. One good Aries in your life. Ooh, one you can't have more than that. (laughs) You need more than that. One. I have one. That's my grandma. Ooh, child. Okay. Yeah. Mm. I knew it, nigga. And what's your sign, Amy? That is, I'm an Aquarius. Oh, okay. okay. Soft, simple, sweet, easy going. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Go with the flow type first. Yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. Know what? We we picking up what you're putting down. We don't know about Gabriel over there, though. <laughs> we got our eye on you, Gabriel. Questionable, right? Exactly. <laughs> so what are some times when... Being in an interable relationship can be challenging. Like, okay, <laughs> fuck, what are, what are we doing? Yeah, yeah. That's a good question. I feel like the biggest thing I'm thinking that I noticed we had butt heads on was we would try to, in the beginning, before the whole therapeutic communication that we learned how to do effectively was we would talk at each other as if like my struggle his struggle was greater than mine and my struggle was greater than his Mm. you know because like for me I emotionally went through I lost my dad the year prior to meeting Gabriel Mm. so Gabriel had met me when I was like actually super depressed and he kind of like he helped me out through a lot of things um and so by the grace of God, Gabriel still has both his parents. So, mm. um, and I pray that they stay around for a very long time. But I always tell him, like, you don't understand what it feels like to wake up every morning and not be able to call. Like, my dad was my best friend. I'm mm. like, I can't physically call my dad. And mm. me and my dad talked every morning, no matter where I was in the world. Five o'clock in the morning. If I know it's California, five o'clock, he calling me. Mm. And so it's, a, it's just an emptiness that I always have. And so... When we would go through things and things would get hard for him or things would get hard for me, it was almost like we would, like, put our struggles against each other. Mm. And I had to learn, like, Angel, my struggle, like, yes, my, she may not understand my struggle, but I don't understand his. And I would have to kind of talk to myself, like, you don't know what he's going through. You don't know how he's waking up feeling this morning. You don't know what it feels like. Like, for him, he, you could have him tell you, but he's like, pain. it's painful to be a quad. Like, you are always in pain. And I'm like, I don't know what it feels like to literally wake up in pain every day or to go to work through pain every day like that. Like, my pain is a different kind of pain. It doesn't mean that it's greater than his, though. Right. And so... I feel like work for me, it was more, I'm such a like mental, emotional kind of person. So I have to literally like retrain myself. Like, Angel, you cannot do that because you're not going to get anywhere. You're going to make this really toxic because not one person's struggle is greater than another ever. You can't compare. Y'all struggles are y'all struggles and it is what it is. How y'all going to make this work for the both of y'all? Period. I love that. And that's so, some great advice. Yeah. That, that's for everybody everywhere. Yes. Shit. Don't be putting your struggle yeah. against my struggle. Right. That's that's real life. And that's something that I had to like 
Like, I had to genuinely, that was one of the hard things for me, too. Because I'm like, bro, like, it's hard even for me now when I, it's hard, like, I'm a very sympathetic person, but it's hard for me to sympathize and be empathetic for some people at times. Mm -hmm. Just because it's like, like, if you tell me something, I'm like, bro, that's that's really not a struggle. Mm -hmm. Like, you're, like, you're living in this bubble and, like, yes, I get it, like, in your bubble, it may be a little cloudy, but... But if you really, like, looked out and looked at, like, just r- real-life struggles, like, that's not that's not a struggle. Yeah. And so, like, certain, like, for a while, people wouldn't even talk to me about certain things because I'm like, bro, are you really talking to me about this? I have a screw on my neck, and I feel it pulsating. Mm. But what's good? What are you trying to talk about right now? <laughs> you know? Um, but then, like, learning that, man, it's... it's it's everyone has different struggles. Everyone has their different demons that they have to deal with. Oh, yeah. Whether it's mental, physical, emotional, they're all demons. Yeah. Um, and just because your demon might be, you know, really kicking your ass and their demon is really kicking their ass, but it's in different arenas, it, it doesn't discount either one. Um, Everybody's still also, getting their like, ass kicked. <laughs> exactly. Period. You know, we all, we all getting beat up in a different area it's just you know we 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 just gotta like learn how to empathize mm-hmm. um but then also one of the things that i've done during my interable relationships was just learn how to normalize it mm-hmm. so a lot of things when people be like you know what's the difference and like it's genuinely sometimes hard for me because i'm like i genuinely don't see a difference like you know, me and Angel may butt heads about me not wanting a caregiver around me all the time. Mm-hmm. But then I look back and I think back, or I look at different people in my life, like my little sister. My little sister is is like me, and we're both like my dad, our dads, um, in the sense of, like, we like to isolate ourselves. Mm-hmm. That's just my personality. Right. That Aries. I just, exactly. <laughs> I, just, I just put that energy towards my caregiver. Like, I don't want to see your face. Mm. I just don't want to see you, you know? Okay. Um, so okay. it's not that, oh, it's the interable relationship. You just don't like your caregivers. No, it's just that I am a introvert mm-hmm. and I like being by myself mm-hmm. or not like being with other people sometimes. Yeah. Um, so I kind of look at it. I try to always look at the normal aspects of it. Um, and, and just kind of realizing that every every relationship, every person in this world has something. Robin Roberts has an excellent book. Um, I believe it's called Everyone Has Something. Mm. And it's like learning about all of her struggles. But it's like at the end of the day, we all got something. Right. You know, um, all of our relationships have something. All of us have mommy issues all of us have daddy issues all of us have sibling issues they're just different issues than other people that's beautiful well put yeah well put aries man (laughs) so since you all are married now you've already navigated the dating scene as an interabled couple specifically angel you for the first time what would be three things that you would think um anybody who's thinking about being in an interabled relationship or being open to dating someone who's um, differently abled, what are three things that you think, all right, you got to know this? That's a good question. That's a good question. 
We got to give these what, people some tools. Tools for their toolkits. Um, so, number one, be open to learning how to communicate effectively. Because mm-hmm. some people just are hard-headed like me. And I'm just like, yo, this is how I talk. And if you don't like it, you could go. Bye. Um, <laughs> but just being, if, if you really want it to work, just being open to learning how to communicate. Because just because you're talking doesn't mean that you're communicating right. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing uh, would be have fun. I think that with interable relationships, a lot of people think it's like so like, oh, so structured and this and this. It's like, you know how much fun you can have? You know how many random places me and Gabriel have had sex? Like, oh, you shit. Know? You're <laughs> freaky. You probably be flipping you all around them wheels. Period. <laughs> <laughs> She's freaky, y'all. She get on top of that thing in the I'm, chair with it. See, uh, I was uh. looking at some. No, I'm not gonna lie. I was looking at some of the positions, and I was like, hmm, Oh, okay. Need a I nigga see, in a chair. You can have fun. It's yeah. like literally, even in little things. Like there's been times that me and Gabriel will be like out, and Gabriel doesn't like when you push him. Mm, and so then I'll do stuff like I'll like walk behind him and push him, and then he'll just like act all crazy. It's just it's we just have fun the best way we can. Like we. We keep it spontaneous because it doesn't always have to be so serious. Because there are times where you just feel like, yo, like we're always talking about something serious. Like it's always something. Mm -hmm. So the chances that you can make it fun, make it fun. Um, And then the third one, I would say, ooh, the third one. I got something. Okay. Yeah, hit us. So everyone, this is probably the most sought after information. That I always get like, how's your sex life? Like, yeah. Doesn't work. Tell or, us. Like, like I literally females used to come up to me and just say, "Hey, like, does it work?" Like, I'm <laughs> like, bro, like, okay, where, where is this ever an okay question? Right. But is you trying to find out or no? Oh, okay, Gabriel. So, Gabriel, so, oh you see, this is what I will say. This, this is why them women be flipping tricks for you. <laughs> I see. This is, this is what the truth is. Like sixty percent of men, I think it is right now, suffer from erectile dysfunction, mm-hmm. right? And that's a, that's something that men really don't like to talk about. Like, and that's not like sixty percent of like quads. That's not sixty percent of parents. That's sixty percent of all people, mm-hmm. like all men. Like, um, so the difference is like most men who are in wheelchairs, they they have access to things like Viagra, Cialis. Mm-hmm. So, like, for what I have heard, and I'm not just saying from, like, people that I've been able to have sex with, but just other people who have had sex with people in wheelchairs. Like, most dudes in wheelchairs, like, Get they, it they, be, they be, you know, they be, they be coming through. Okay. Like, yeah. I'm about to get on the web. I'm able to come through, like, I, I know a guy, he, you know, good friend of mine, he actually doesn't really have any function down there. Damn. But, like. I've like been in a room with a girl and she was like, man, like he give the best head. You got to do what you got to do. And I'm like, doctor. yo, that's dope. It's like, and I've been with like around dudes who've had sex with girls in wheelchairs. Like, man, she was so flexible. Oh, like, hell. Man. You know what? <laughs> like, you know what? Gracious. 
You gotta like, you gotta emphasize your assets. That's really what that's about. Listen, so that's like, all about. Don't, don't ever let that like stop you. Yeah, do not yeah. let that stop you because that'll be the one that'll turn you out. Did flipping you around. You know, so it sounds like the top three things are communication, fun, and creativity. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. creativity. Love that. Woo. I love that. Yes. I love that. So before we go. What is one thing that you both would want society to know about you and other interable relationships? One thing, one takeaway, like mic is drop. Is this one thing they got me tripping? <laughs> mic drop on y'all. <laughs> on us. Now they got to um, huddle up to figure that out. <laughs> right, I'm like, uh, okay, okay, one thing so both, one, one thing from both of you. One takeaway um, regarding, it's just, our norm, pretty much what I was trying to say, like our normal, everyone has their own normal. Mm -hmm. Once you learn to just be who you are and just be authentic in it and not be ashamed from the standpoint of like the person who's not in the wheelchair, like if your partner is emulating themselves to be this authentic, beautiful person, there's no reason why you need to be walking around being ashamed that you're with a guy or a girl in a wheelchair. Mm -hmm. There's no need. Be authentic of who you are. Love that person for who they are. And I think that that can be honestly the most beautiful thing that can keep you guys going. Love that. Own it, like Drake said. Yeah, own it, own it. What about you, Gabriel? What you, wanted, uh, what you want your mic drop to be for the people? Right, what you adding? <laughs> I mean, what Angel just said was pretty dope. I think I always tell people to be you. Like, that's... Be you wheels, um, roller skates, are, you know, wheels Whatever. are transportation, they are not a person, you know. Um, whether your disability is physical, mental, like mm. it, it really does not matter. Um, everyone has something in this world, and if you just own, like Angel said, if you own who you are and you just be you, like it, you'll find the right person. They'll come to you. And what I'm taking away is when God says yes, yes. you don't say no. That's it. That's it. Okay. That's let, it right there. Let our uh, listeners know where they can find y'all, where they can uh, listen to your podcast. Give them all your tea. Definitely, definitely. So we are Angel and Gabriel. We are Push to Love. Uh, you can find us on every social platform, wherever podcasts are consumed, push just like that. The number two love. Um, and yeah, you can you can check us out. We do video podcasts so you can watch us if you want to see us. Um, a lot of people say our funny uh, videos are funny, just the way we are together. Mm -hmm. It's just who we are. Um, but yeah, check us out. Uh mm -hmm. Let us know what you think. Okay, listeners. So all that information will be down in the show notes. Um, Gabriel and Angel, thank you so much for sharing your story with us and our listeners. We appreciate it and we're rooting for y'all. Period, Pooh. Oh, thank you. Yes. Thank you for having us. We enjoyed thank you for this. Us. <laughs> Yay. This was definitely fun. Yay. So y'all check them out and we will see you next week. Bye. Love you. Thank you.